on the plain. Blessings and woes. Then Jesus looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude you, revile you, and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven. For that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. But I say to you that listen, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also, and from anyone who takes away your coat, Do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Certainly an appropriate reading for all saints That is the terrain of where the saints live. Because this is because this is the day that we recognize all saints, I'd like to tell you about my friend Jeff Cook. And if we could get the screen to come down, I'd appreciate that, please. Jeff Cook was a member of the congregation that I served in Iowa for nearly five years, and he was of German ancestry, as many of the people in the Midwest are. And his first real name, his real first name was Gerhard, but people just called him Jeff, and his last name, K-O-C-H, Cook, is the way the family pronounced the name. So Jeff was a chemistry teacher at the community college there in Muscatine, and he taught there for 41 years. And after Jeff died on Baptism of the Lord Sunday in 2010, the community college named a science wing after Jeff. Jeff was a teacher par excellence. He was always curious to learn more, and he was always looking for a way to pass on his learning, his wisdom, really, to other people. Jeff was not only deeply influential to his students and therefore to the community, but also within the church. Jeff served in just about every capacity one could serve, and just about everything he did also came from his passion for teaching. 
In particular, I remember Jeff was a confirmation partner. He mentored young people in the faith. He would attend the confirmation retreats, which were offered yearly, and hoped that that experience would help the young people to grow in their faith and to love the Lord. And Jeff was excellent one-on-one, and he would give his advice in a kind and sincere way. And it was his nature and his very character which let you know that he was a man of deep faith. Jeff had experience attending a Quaker Friends Society school as a young man. And the discipline of worship and Quaker worship, uh, the sitting in silence, taught skills that Jeff learned for the re- used for the rest of his life, the skills of discernment, the skills of prudence. So he wasn't easily swayed by the many voices that we all experience throughout our lives. G- Jeff was centered, and he was always true to who he was. Jeff and his wife, Deanna, raised three boys, Peter, Daniel, and John. And when the boys were young, he would sing a song to them at nighttime, holding them and calming them with his voice. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, early in the morning our song shall rise to thee. So Jeff put his boys to bed at night, not by yelling at them and telling them to be quiet or by putting them in front of a TV, but Jeff put them to bed by singing to them, singing a song that told them of God and told them how they were loved and how they were held by that good God. On Sunday mornings, as boys Uh, often do with his boys would sometimes complain that they were tired. They didn't want to go to church because it was boring. The pastor would sing. Or they would rather do something else, uh, sleep in on that Sunday morning. But Jeff was always the persistent teacher. Why don't you go, he would say to his sons. You never know what might happen. You might be surprised. Jeff was even concerned for me when he observed as a new pastor in the congregation that I took on too many tasks within the church, and he cautioned me about my own need for prayer, and he gave me a handout on contemplative prayer. Jeff died of pulmonary fibrosis, which is similar to suffocating to death very slowly, each breath shorter than the rest. And even on his deathbed, though, Jeff wanted to teach us something. He told his wife, Dee, that he wanted John 6 to be read at his funeral. And John 6 is the part of the story where so many of Jesus' disciples turned away from Jesus and followed him no more, it says, because his teaching was so difficult and so hard to understand. But some of Jesus' disciples did remain with Jesus, saying, Where else can we go? You alone have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe that you are the Holy One of Israel. John 6. 
So I tell you about Jeff so that you will know what a saint is. Saints are just ordinary people like you and me. Saints aren't saints because they are successful. Saints are not saints because they have to be perfect. Saints do make mistakes. And saints aren't necessarily the most admired within their community, although Jeff certainly was. Saints don't have to have the largest bank accounts or live in the nicest homes. Saints certainly don't lead a life free from suffering and pain. Saints don't lead a special life. They lead a life worthy of their calling. What saints do, what saints do is that they live their life in such a way that God's word becomes known and it becomes loved. They are ordinary people like you and me who say to God, You are the Lord of my life. You are the potter, and I am the clay. Mold me and make me. Use me for your purposes. I desire that Christ lives in me and works through me. So saints allow God to work through them, knowing that they don't have to be good, because God is good. I tell you about my friend Jeff not to lift up some impossible standard by which none of us can measure. In fact, I hope to do just the opposite for us today. To say something quite simple that you are a saint because of the quotidian mundane decisions that you make on a daily basis to remain true to the Holy One of Israel. It's an intentional choice. It's a conscious decision we make to let the Holy Spirit work in us and to work through us to bring glory to God. You see, saints hear the song of the Lord, and they hear other saints singing, and they decide to sing that song too with the way that they live their lives day by day. For her part, my mother was not a great singer. She would sing or hum at home, and my dad would poke fun of her because her tone wasn't very pure, her pitch was not quite right. But I remember my mom singing in church, and I would stand next to her as a little boy, and we would sing songs like, We gather together to ask the Lord's blessing. And it's still one of my favorite hymns of all. You see, my mom would sing out loud in church because she loved to sing. That's what saints do. They don't have to wait to have perfect pitch. They just pick up a hymnal and they say to God, I'll sing you a song too. So may you realize that you are a saint. Not because you are perfect or pure, but because you are here. Because you love God. And because the kingdom of heaven has found a home within your heart. And for that, we can always say, thanks be to God. And in fact, in today in particular, we can always sing. 
And so I would invite us to stand now and to pick up those new hymnals and to grab your bulletins and let us offer these wonderful new gifts to be used for the next generation to the glory of God.